Hey, hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, it's uh, 5 by 5.30 a.m. where I'm at. I believe it's uh, Mountain Standard Time. I actually don't even know. Um, but it's 5.30 my time, which means it's 6.30 Central Time. I'm out here in uh, Arizona, just a little bit north of Tucson, or a little bit west of Tucson. I don't really know where I am. Um, first time uh, going through New Mexico yesterday. First time going through uh, Arizona. Uh, for yesterday and today, and then I'm going to end up in California in just a little bit here. So it's uh, pretty cool that I get to um, get to hit three new states on my journey here. And uh, I think after uh, I drop off this load in California, they're going to get me something back towards Chicagoland, uh, which means I'm possibly going to hit another two or three states that I've never hit before. So um, pretty interesting week. Um, I want to take the time uh, to say that I was able to uh, see my mom yesterday for the first time in like about two, two, two years and like three months or something like that. Um, you know, some people are, are asking already, like, you know, how come it's been so long and, you know, what's the problem? You know, there's a lot of things that came into play as to why, you know, we haven't seen each other in that long, mainly financial, but some other things as well. And um, I knew truck driving would eventually give me an opportunity to see her. So it's pretty cool that, uh, that we were able to get dinner last night. And uh, we're, I mean, and just so everybody knows, we are planning a, I'm planning to bring her to Chicago for about a week, sometime in February or March next year. Um, so that'll be cool. Uh, so it'll happen much more often now that money's not going to be an issue. And now that I'm driving a truck, or like I said, there's a chance I might end up in Arizona and we can grab, you know, dinner or whatever, whatever the case may be. Uh, let's see. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think there's anything else I want to get into um, for small updates, except for uh, now we're going to go into junior year um so junior year as i've mentioned in the previous episodes um it was a crazy year this is probably gonna end up being a two-part um session just because of how insane that everything kind of gets and um you know and you, and you guys will you guys will see um mainly mainly two things happened uh junior year that i'm gonna get into i've actually really been looking forward to uh saying this video <clears throat> um you know, looking back at it now, and uh, it, it, I laugh at some of the things that went down. You know, some of my friends can confirm that, you know, I sometimes I get the shit end of the stick, which is okay. You know, we all do, but more times than not, I do, <laughs> which is okay. I'm, I'm used to it, and I'm able to get past a lot of things. But the stuff I'm going to tell you guys, um, one thing ended up being good, you know, and then one thing, one thing was just so freaking bizarre. And it's going to have a, a pretty pretty interesting ending, so I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, all right, so let's just uh, let's just get started. So, uh, junior year, uh, immediately at the at the beginning of the year, they wanted to uh, the teachers and and the staff and faculty they wanted to get us um, prepared for the ACT test. I guess the I think that's what it was called, at least big test to get like zero out of twenty six points or something like that, or thirty two points or something. And colleges look at it, I don't know, and I don't care. And I didn't care back then. Um, so, I mean, they're getting us prepared for all of that, you know, and I'm, I'm still playing baseball, obviously. Like I said, I played all four years. And <clears throat> um, this was going to be my first year on varsity baseball. So because of varsity, I don't know if you guys remember, but they do practices during the uh, off season, during the fall, uh, every day after school or three times a week after school at uh, Norwood Park. So I, I go to the practices, obviously, because I'm, you know, I'm going to be on varsity, you know, and uh, the coach already kind of knew who I was. You know, him and I talked a little bit. Um, 
my sophomore year, he saw that I was a good ball player. He actually came up to me and asked me if I wanted to join varsity. But, you know, that was another mistake that I had made. I should have went up to varsity my uh, my sophomore year, even though I probably wouldn't have played that much because the varsity team that year actually happened to – that was the year that they um, – Made it made it far in state. I think they won like a quarterfinal in state or something like that. Pretty good for a Chicago team. Um, so he knew who I was. I knew who he was, and you know, and that was pretty much it. So as fall ball practice was going on, um, I seen him trying to make a lot of adjustments in my game. Uh, a lot of things that I would he thought I was doing a lot of things wrong. I mean, back then I could hit the ball very well. I could run well. I could throw. I mean, there were a lot of things that went down. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened. I don't know why he was. Uh, I don't know why he was giving me such a hard time. But at one point in the practice, he was giving me, uh, giving me, criticism and and kind of joking and making fun of me with uh, the way my feet were when I was in the batter's box. And that's when I basically walked off the team. I told him I don't like you. I don't want to work. I don't want to play for you. I'm out of here. And I walked off the team. So I walked off the team my junior year. And. Um, Imagine this. I mean, I walked off the team, and if you guys remember, my junior year is when we made it to Wrigley and Sox Park. So it got interesting throughout the year. Um, I met a few guys that were that were like in semi-professional baseball that I was talking to. I was actually considering um, dropping out, getting my GED, and playing uh, semi-pro ball. Um, they're trying out for semi-pro ball and seeing what happened. I was strongly considering that. Um, I didn't bring any of my family involved in this just because, uh, well, I didn't feel I needed to or didn't think anybody would really care, to be honest with you. Um, so all in all, it was it was tough for me to try to figure out what I wanted to do. And a couple of weeks before um, practice, or, uh, before the season came, uh, coach came up to me and said, hey, Flamang, what are you doing? And I said, what do you mean? He said, you're going to play for us or what? And I said, you know, to be honest, I really don't like you. You know, I don't, I don't want to play for you. He said, come on, just come on out and play and, you know, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to patch things up. We'll work things out. I think you need to play for us. So I told him, let me think about it. I'll get back to you tomorrow. And he said, all right. So I thought about it, and obviously I ended up saying, okay, you know, it's going to be the best option. You know, I had not heard from the semi-professional guys. So I figured the hell with it. I ended up playing. Started off the year. The conditioning, I'll compare it to Brett's conditioning, freshman and sophomore year. This was like the easiest conditioning in the world. I mean, it was all just running. You know, there was no, there was nothing really else. I mean, it was just running. Boring as hell, but that was all he wanted us to do. So, shout out to Coach for making it easy, junior and senior year for us. Um, so, started off the year, once the season started, I didn't play. I was doing very well in practice. I worked extremely hard. I felt I worked even harder than everybody out there because I took the game seriously. Um, whether it was during batting practice or taking infield or you know, somebody else taking batting practice and I'm over at third base, you know, grounding, you know, fielding ground balls and, you know, whatever the case may be, I was working hard. And I remember one particular practice, um, I was hitting just bomb after bomb after bomb to left field and left center. And I heard a few of the players, I even heard a couple of the coaches saying, wow, did you see Flamang hit? I mean, I, I overheard that. And uh, the next day I was started in the, um, in the ninth spot, which means I was ninth in the batting order, which was the lowest you could be ninth or 10th in high school, whatever the lowest you could be. <clears throat> I was that, I was that number. And I eventually worked my way up all the way. And then, you know, I started third base at that point and I, I worked my way up starting third base, batting ninth or 10th, whatever it was all the way till 
I started, uh, I batted fourth cleanup spot my senior, my junior year, which is like the best spot you could bat in. Um, I don't know what the problem was. I was hitting very, very well my junior year. I was doing very well. And I don't know what the problem was, but when I got in the fourth spot, I don't know if it's people were pitching me differently or I struggled in the fourth spot for like two straight games. So he moved me back down to six and I just continued killing the ball. So six is where I was comfortable at my junior year. And eventually I'll get into senior year and I, I bet it clean up, but I'll get into that. Um, get into that in our podcast. Um, so all in all, you know, I basically, I told the coach I didn't want to play for him or I ended up playing anyway. I'm extremely happy that I did because I had some of the best moments of my life playing baseball my junior year of high school. Um, a lot of, a lot of things I'll never forget. A lot of things that I love. Uh, and you know, I'm on YouTube with a lot of scouting videos on there. Uh, if anybody, so if anybody's on my Facebook, um, they'll, they'll know my name is J A Y J A Y Flamang. Um, if you type that into YouTube, you'll see a bunch of my baseball videos on there. Some of them aren't that good. Um, cause a lot of them are actually from senior year and I'll get into senior year and why I had such a bad year. Um, but there are, there are the Wrigley Field videos. There's a Sox Park videos. There's like a six-minute recruiting video. There's like an 11-minute interview video that I still get shit for. Because um, it's just kind of a cheesy-ass interview. But, you know, all in all, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, take a look at YouTube if you guys want. And, and you guys can take a look at uh, some of my baseball uh, highlights. Um, so, all in all, that was, uh, that, was what, that was the good stuff that happened kind of junior year. Um, you know, I, like I said, I, I'm glad that it ended up working out the way that it did. Um, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. I'm going to tell a story uh, because I, I skipped, um, I skipped a, a couple of very important uh, baseball stories that happened to me where I, and how I made my name throughout um, the high school. I'm going to start off over at uh, freshman year. And uh, for those that don't understand um, baseball and the basics, um, you know, uh, I feel sorry for you. Uh, you, you truly, truly suck. <laughs> um, so my, my uh, freshman year, I was playing third base and I was starting and there was a runner on second base. We we're playing uh, Mather high school at their, at their ballpark. I believe it was off of, um, Peterson, Peterson and, uh, something, I forget what Peterson and Western or something like that. Anyway, uh, we're playing at their ballpark, and they have a runner on uh, second base. And he's taking a big lead, and he tries to steal third. And I, as a third baseman, you have to wait for the ball to enter the catcher's mitt before you break to cover the bag, In order, simply because if you break too early, you cover the bag, the hitter can hit the ball right where you were standing, and then, boom, you're, you're screwed. So I waited for the ball to hit the catcher's mitt. I go to cover the bag. Nikki throws the ball right to my mitt, and I put the tag down, and the guy slides into the bag, and he pops up, and he knees me in the mouth, and he gashed my lip, so my tooth, and if you guys ever look closely at my smile, I have a chipped tooth, that happened at this very moment that I'm talking about, so this happened like 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, and I never fixed it, why, because this story is just too good in my opinion, so he chipped my tooth, he gashed my lip, Blood all over my uniform, all over the ground. And my coach looks at me. He says, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. I got him out, didn't I? And he kind of hits me on the head. He's like, yeah, boy, there you go. And that was the end of it. We go to the dugout. And uh, I'm like, all right, so I got to get out of here. I should call my mom so I can go get this stitched up. You know, people were taking pictures and showing it to me. Literally had like an inch gap in my lip. 
And Brett says, well, no, you're not. What, what do you, what do you, where do you think you're going? I'm like, I got to go. I got to go to the hospital. He's like, when we're up by seven or eight runs, then you can go to the hospital. Until then, you're not leaving. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm like, whatever, that's fine. And I played. I played the rest of the time that I was there with that one-inch gash in my lip and a chipped tooth. Once we got up by like seven or eight runs, Brett was like, okay, Flamengo. Now you can leave. <laughs> so that's when I left and I went to go get stitches. Um, side story about that. I went to go get stitches and they put the needle in my lip and I fainted. Um, there was always, you know, I think I'm over the fear of needles now. But I don't know. There was something about hospitals and needles and stuff like that. I was just, I was never comfortable with. So if I ever, if I ever find a gal, uh, ever, haha, um, if I ever find a gal who's in that industry, uh, more likely than not, I'm not going to be visiting her at work. I'll more than likely just send her flowers or something on a rare occasion um, to her work, but I'm not going to hand deliver them myself. I can almost guarantee that unless she gives me uh, like an epidural or something. All right. So anyway, uh, I'm going to go up a little bit now to sophomore year. A major incident happened. Um, this one, this one still kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Not going to lie. I was a very good pitcher. Um, I was, I threw very hard. I was probably throwing in the eighties. Um, had a very good fastball. I had a crazy good circle changeup uh, taught to me by a guy named Matt Griffith. Um, he was a freshman coming in. Um, he was a, he, he's a, he was always a character. He's still a character. He's still a clown, but I love the guy. And he's, um, he'll he'll always uh, he'll always be uh, spe- have a special place in my heart. Him and I aren't that close, um, but in a way, I kind of wish we were a little bit closer. But you know, that's just how that's how things just go sometimes. But he's a real real good guy, real ball buster. And um, he was a very, very good athlete and a very good uh, baseball player. I remember that. And he taught me a circle changeup. Now, I always threw it a certain way, but I was a little bit on the wild side with it. And then he taught me his. And, oh, my God. I mean, it was just unbelievable how I was throwing it. So I wake up one morning, and I got the flu. And uh, it's horrible. But I still went to school because I knew we were playing Lane Tech that day. So Lane Tech was our number one rival. No matter who we were playing, you know, we would play either good or bad. Lane Tech, we gave 200% every time we played. We hated that school. So um, I, had a, I had early period uh, gym class, and uh, Brett comes up to me says, Flamengo, how you feeling? And I kind of look up at him. I was sitting down on the bleachers. I look up to him. I'm like, man, I got the flu real bad. And he says something like, well, you need to get your shit together because you're pitching against Lane today. The moment he said that, I did whatever the hell I could to get my shit together. I mean, I, I wanted to get ready. I didn't want to screw up against Lane Tech. And <clears throat> I was still a little sick going up against Lane Tech, um, pitching against them, but I wasn't anywhere near as bad. I don't know what I did. I don't know. You know, maybe I got struck by lightning or something like that. I don't know. So we're getting ready to play against Lane. And uh, Brett comes up to me before the game. And uh, Reyes, if you hear this, um, if you hear this story, uh, I'm sorry, but. Uh, you were, you know, you're always going to be a good guy, in my opinion. Um, and I hope the rap game works out for you. But, man, you were one of the worst third basemen I had ever seen in my life. And Matt Griffith, his freshman year, was a hell of a lot better than you at fielding ground balls. That's just how it was. Um, so I'm sorry to admit it. If you ever listen to this story, which I doubt you will, um, but that's what happened. So uh, Brett comes up to me right before the game starts, and I'm getting warmed up. And he says, Flamengo, who do you want to play third? Griffith or Reyes, and I said, I want Griffith, and he said, I'm sorry, man, I got to put Reyes in, you know, he's a sophomore, he's older, I can't take him out of the game, I, I said, why'd you ask me that, he's like, I just wanted to know where your head was at, you know, who you wanted to play, I'm like, well, I want Griffith, but it's up to you, obviously, so do what you got to do, so 
I'm pitching a gem against Lane Tech. I'm pitching real well. Changeup's working real good. Fastball's perfect. You know, I don't even think I had a curveball. I mean, it was just fastball changeup. That's all I needed. And I gave up. I remember giving up two base hits, and I remember giving up one run. I don't remember if it was earned or unearned. So earned means they, they got it based off of me. Unearned means somebody made an error, and that's how they score. Um, Steven Reyes made, I don't know how many errors at third base, seven errors, eight errors, some nine errors, I don't know, some freaking crazy, bizarre number. Um, so in high school baseball, you played seven innings, okay? I pitched six and two-thirds innings. I gave up maybe two base hits. We were down eight runs to five runs. We were down eight to five. With one out to go, Lane Tech batting, and then we're about to bat after this. Game's pretty much over. You know, once you're down by about three or four, it's really tough to come back, especially against Lane Tech. I mean, you got to get lucky. So, one out to go, and uh, Ray has made another error, and Brett takes him out of the game, puts me at third base, and he puts Griffith into pitch. My arm at this point is literally like rubber. It's like melted rubber. I mean, I can't feel anything. Um, I, I, I'm praying that a ball is not hit to me where I don't have to throw it. Sure enough, last out of the game, ball is hit, last out of the inning, I should say, because we did get one more chance to bet. Last out of the inning, ball is hit right to me, ground ball. I scoop it up, and I have to throw it all the way across the diamond to first base. And I throw it, and as I release the ball, it felt like lightning came down and struck my arm, and I just felt nothing but numbness and and tingliness running up and down my right arm um, all the way up to my neck and that's where I realized I just threw out my arm and um, you know it took a while to heal uh, you know we didn't we didn't make it far into playoffs that year so I mean I didn't really pitch all that much the rest of the year I don't even think I pitched the rest of the year at all to be honest with you because of that um, but I remember uh, I just remember junior year trying out for pitching and I think I lost like 15 or 20 miles an hour on my fastball uh, I was not in pain, but I just I could not pitch anywhere near as good as I wanted to or as good as I could before. And unfortunately, that meant, you know, my pitching, my my competitive pitching days were over. That didn't mean I stopped pitching. I even pitched in my later years playing in men's leagues. Not that good, but, I mean, I still threw. And as I got older in my men's leagues, I actually was throwing kind of hard, so maybe my arm eventually healed itself, but it, too little too late. Um so that really broke my heart because I was a good pitcher and that was my favorite thing to do was um, was pitch. You know, I mean, it, there was something about just facing another guy and just being able to overpower him. And, um, you know, and, you know, and, and at the end of the day, though, it is what it is. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. So. Um, all right. So those are the two uh, main stories that happened for uh, freshman and sophomore year with baseball. Now I'm going to uh, jump ahead now to junior year, go back to where I was at. So, yeah, I mean, I walked off the team. Uh, Again, I uh, just, you know, reiterating what I said. So I walked off the team. I got back on. We eventually played at Wrigley and Sox Park. All in all, it was great. Um, I was dating a girl. And I here I'm, I'm at the 19-minute mark now. And I think you guys are – I'd say you guys are probably interested in hearing the rest. So I'm going to just make this a longer segment. I'm not going to cut this in two because um, I thought this was going to be about 25 minutes to this point. So anyway, I was dating a girl. Her I will name, uh, Megan. Um, I dated a total of three Megans in my life. The first Megan, oh man, I got a funny story about her actually. So the first Megan, 
I was dating her uh, freshman year for like a week or two weeks or something, something stupid. We were ta- she used to live in our neighborhood. We went to the same grammar school. We took the train. I'm sorry, it was sophomore year then because she was a year younger than me. So we dated. We took the train together. We lived in the same neighborhood. And, um, you know, one day we're on the train and there was nowhere to sit. So she sat on my lap and she was just kind of flirting with me and this and that. And we started dating after that. Funny thing is, Megan had a twin sister. Uh, I think her name was Maggie. And uh, one day I'm getting out of baseball practice and I'm going to the train station. I'm alone and I get off the train at Cumberland and here I see Megan walking and she's not with Dan and Dan. She used to walk home with Dan and Dan every day because they, you know, they were close friends. So I go up to her and I put my arm around her. I give her a kiss on the cheek and I'm like, hey, you know, how are you doing this and that? You know, do you want to hang out later? She's like, oh, maybe. I'm not sure. I have a lot of homework to do. And I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. Just let me know. Hey, by the way, where's Dan and Dan? You usually walk home with them. And she said, you know, I don't go to the same school as them, right? I was like, oh, really? What, what school do you go to? And she said, like, Northside or something like that. And I realized I had my arm around Maggie, not Megan, and I kissed Maggie on the cheek. Uh, so that was my um, that was my twin mix-up there. Anyway, I was dating a girl named Megan, and uh, we hit it off. Cute Italian chick. Um, she was she was really cute, actually. Um, and it's unfortunate the way things ended up. Uh, because, uh, you know, it's honestly out of my control. So um, we're, you know, we're, we're dating and, you know, it's hard. You know, junior year was tough. You know, I'm playing baseball. She was crazy good at school. She was like, she's on the nerdy side. So, I mean, you know, she was always studying and, you know, always doing after school programs and stuff like that. So it's hard for us to see each other. And, you know, I wanted to see her more. And uh, we eventually took a break, um, kind of like a Ross and Rachel break. If you don't know who they are, get off my podcast and jump off a bridge. So kind of like a Ross and uh, Rachel break. And um, uh, one day I'm just talking to her, just casually chatting on Facebook uh, through the chat. And I get a notification that somebody liked my photo. And then I get another notification saying the same person liked another photo. And all of a sudden I get like 10 notifications, all the same. I'm like, what the hell? I click one of the notifications and my computer screen goes black. And then my computer screen pops back up after like 10 seconds, 20 seconds. So what had happened was somebody just hacked into my Facebook. And I'm still on the chat with her and I'm typing, but nothing's popping up. I'm hitting the keyboard, I'm hitting the keys, nothing is happening. So, but as I'm doing that, I see words are being written, but not my words. And these are words threatening her, telling her I'm an alcoholic, I'm going to go kill myself because we broke up. All this crazy stuff that's happening. I had I grabbed my phone and I texted her like, look, I don't know what's happening to my Facebook. Somebody hacked it. You know, get off of there now. Uh, don't listen to who's messaging you. You know, I'm trying to tell her like, look, that's not me. I don't know why. I don't know why they're saying that. I don't know who it is. She's like, I don't know what's going on. I, I think we need to stop seeing each other or something like that. And I called my mom over. I told I showed her what was going on and she thought it was the craziest thing she'd ever seen. I mean, it was like a ghost in the computer typing all this stuff up. So we eventually had to break up over it, and I'm still trying to figure out who just ruined this relationship. Now, meanwhile, um, we're, I'm playing baseball, and I got the ACTs going on, and I'm trying to figure all of this out. And I got, I had a weird, uh, I had a weird uh, suspicion that it was, um, that it was some, that it was somebody else. I, I, that was this guy named Matt, and somebody, um, somebody had told me. That they knew it was him. Uh, Verena ended, ended up actually telling me that she knew it was him. I don't remember how she knew. I think she said. I think she just 
kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together. So she told me she knew it was him, so I took a shot. I figured I'll listen to her, see what she, see what she knows, you know. And I started, and Matt and I knew each other from Megan, um, and he was dating a girl, I forget her name, uh, Annetta, I think was her name or something like that. And um, so I'm, I'm messing around with Matt now. I'm trying to get some intel from him, and I'm trying to tell him, you know, what's going on. And he ended up, he, he didn't confess to me right away, okay? So we're, he's playing this game where he doesn't know, but he wants to help out. And I told him straight up, when I find out who did this, I'm going to break their neck and hide them in a sewer. And that's exactly what I said. And I said this specifically to get a read off of him, to get some kind of tell, just to kind of see if I can get some kind of confirmation. He was casual. He was cool and calm. His girlfriend, on the other hand, literally, like, dropped her jaw and was, like, staring at him and, like, freaked out like I was about to kill this guy. And that tell right there, that read right there told me I knew it was him. Now I just wanted to figure out why. And I wanted to try to prove it. So I couldn't figure out a way to prove it, unfortunately. Um, didn't didn't have a way of proving it. Figured out why, though. Uh, Megan had denied Matt um, for going to, like, homecoming or something, like freshman year or something like that. Like, they were the both age group. I think they were uh, sophomores, and I, w- I was a junior, so they were sophomores. And he denied her, or she denied him for freshman year homecoming. So because I was dating her, I guess he got jealous and pissed off and he wanted to mess around. So one day I seen him in the hallway and I kind of go up to him and I called him out. I'm like, look, I know it was you. And when I see you, don't let me see you after school. Don't let me see you outside of school because I'm going to break your neck and I'm going to put you in a sewer. And that's exactly what I told him. And he, this guy was like six foot four, but he was a skinny little guy. And I, I mean, hit him once in the chest and he stopped breathing for the rest of his life. So I wasn't worried about it. So the thing is, now he's in my face. And he's telling me to hit him. And I'm pissed. I mean, I'm literally, like, shaking. I'm so mad. Like, I just want to knock this guy out. But that would have ruined baseball. I would have probably gotten expelled because I would have probably broke the guy's jaw. I, I was I was furious. So I ended up, instead of hitting him, I hit the locker. So let this be a lesson to you guys. Um, you know, sometimes, especially as men, um, it's literally impossible to, uh, when you get that mad, you know, sometimes it's hard to or impossible to hold back um, your anger. Um Instead of hitting somebody, hit something. You know, you could always fix something. Like that locker, I put a little dent in it. That's not, nobody, they probably didn't even notice it, you know, or if they, whatever, it didn't, it didn't matter at the time. Um, you hit somebody, I mean, I'm glad that I didn't. Like I said, I would have lost baseball, I would have lost, I would have got, probably got expelled, probably got some juvenile time, I would have got some community service. Who the hell knows what I would have got, depending on how bad I would have got him. Because it probably wouldn't have just been one punch. So I hit the locker. And a couple of my friends, Mike Losh and another guy, um, I believe it was Andrew Matos, but I can't remember. But they, they kind of dragged me away. Like, they literally, like, put their arms um, underneath my underneath my arms and were literally, like, dragging me away as I'm trying to get at this guy because I'm pissed. And there's a big crowd in the, in the you know, around us watching. And um, they ended up bringing me to my classroom. And this was junior year of Spanish. And I'm sitting there in a Spanish class. And side, well, I'm not going to get into Spanish class, but I didn't do shit. In Spanish class so looking at my hand and it's a little bit bruised up and I got a little cut on there and I'm bleeding a little bit and um, here comes uh, security and they have like a piece of paper with them and I think it was a uh, I think it ended up being a picture with my face on it but I actually don't know but as soon as they walked in I stood up and I'm like I'm right here where do I gotta go 
And uh, they, he just kind of laughed. I don't remember the guy's name, but he just started laughing. He was like, are you James? I'm like, yeah, where, where are we going? He's like, you got to just come with me. So I follow him, and we're at the dean's office. And we're inside of the dean's office. Matt, myself, the dean, and a couple of security guards. Matt and I are sitting across from each other. And I said, look, I know this guy hacked into my Facebook. He even told me himself in the hallway. Okay, I know he did it. And that's why I hit the locker, and that's why I was pissed off. He ruined my relationship, yada, yada. And I'm going into the whole story. So he, uh, the, the, the dean, is questioning Matt. And Matt denies every single thing. And it's driving me insane. So over the next week or so, um, by the way, Megan, Megan like, wants nothing to do with this. I mean, she wants nothing to do with me at this point. She told me, she told me, don't put your hands on him or we're never going to talk again. Like she was, you know, she wanted, it, it was a very bad situation, especially for her and I. I mean, you know, her and I never really talked after that, uh, unfortunately. And, um, so I remember, uh, I remember my coaches coming up to me like, Fulmang, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, why? What's going on? I'm like, well, we just got an interview from the police and they're asking about your mental stability and, you know, if you if you get angry easily and stuff like that. So now you got the and, and they even asked some of my teachers too. A couple of my teachers even asked me, like, are you all right? So now the police are investigating me at the high school and it's freaking screwed up, all because this guy hacked into my Facebook, right? So about a week after goes by and uh, it's after school and the police come up to me and they ask me to come back with them to the lunchroom. Lunchroom is completely empty. Now you've got two cops. Matthew and myself in this room and I'm telling them the exact story that I told them before because obviously I don't have to lie I don't have to change anything Matt is still denying the whole thing the police officer steps me outside and he said can I just ask you one question I said sure he said did you threaten to break his neck and I said yes I did no doubt about it what am I am I gonna do it no if I saw him outside of school I might kick the shit out of him, but I'm not going to break the guy's neck. I mean, I, you know, but I, and that's exactly what I told him. And the cop kind of put his hand on my, on my, uh, on my shoulder there and kind of tapped me. And he's like, you know, you're the most honest guy I've talked to all day long. I'm like, well, thank you. You know, I try. So get us back in the room. I'm standing there. Cop told me to stay stood. Not, not, don't sit down. Tells Matt to stand up. Tells us both to leave and talk it out. So we leave, and we're in the lunchroom now, and we're at the uh, we're at the lunch table, just Matt and I, completely empty lunchroom. And I know these cops are watching because they're probably making sure I'm not going to jump across the table and strangle this guy. So I asked him, I said, Matt, why did you do it? And he said, he straight up said, I don't know. He said it was a, it was a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. You know, um, it's just a jealousy thing, and you know, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that you know, we can just kind of forget about it. I said, I'm not forgetting about nothing. I mean, you ruined my relationship with this girl. I was crazy about her and now nothing. And, um, I said, I want you to do me a favor. And I pulled out my iPod. This is all I had at the time. And I put a voice recorder on and I'm like, I want you to speak into this and tell the friggin' iPod exactly what you did. Sure enough. He said, all right, no problem. Uh, this has gone too far. And he did it. He spoke into the iPod. He admitted to everything that he'd done. It wasn't just my Facebook he hacked. He hacked like four or five others. Um, went back into the room with the police, sat down, and we told him exactly what happened. Matt then 
uh, admitted everything straight to the police. I had no reason to actually play the iPod back. He admitted everything right there on the spot. And then he ended up being expelled from Chicago Public Schools. And then that was it. That was the last I'd seen of Matt all the way until I was about 21 or 22 years old. And I'm going to end my podcast at this story right here because this is a pretty good story. So you remember, uh, if you guys obviously remember, I've said it many times. I've told him, told Matt, if I ever see you outside, I'm going to break your neck and put you in a sewer. So uh, my buddy uh, at the time, Anton, um, he was crazy about this girl, and it was her birthday. And he said, come on, man, let's go out to a nightclub, you know, where, where she's having a birthday. I'm like, dude, I don't do nightclubs, man. Like, I hate nightclubs. Loud, noisy, smoke everywhere with the freaking whatever the hell kind of fog smoke or whatever the hell they do. Nightclubs are the stupidest thing in the world. It's, it's goofy. People, it's, it's stupid. I could, I'm, I'm angry just thinking about nightclubs. I hate them. Why I bounced at one for like four weeks, I have no idea. All right, anyway, who's Fraba? Anyway, says, come on, man, you know, let's go out. I'm kind of crazy about this girl. I want to see her. I want to give her a nice birthday gift. I said, all right, if you're buying drinks, I'll go. He said, all right, man, I got you. Go to this nightclub, walking around trying to find her party. Apparently, she's got like eight or ten people. And who's standing there? But Matthew and his girlfriend, the same guy that hacked into my Facebook at that same party. And I'm like, I look at Anton, I'm like, he, Matt didn't see me at this point. I look at Anton, I'm like, dude, do you know who that is? And he's like, no. And I'm like, that's the guy that hacked into my Facebook and I threatened to like kill him. And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. He's like, are you, are we going to have a problem? I'm like, no, but I'm going to mess with him a little bit. So I go up to him and Matt looks at me. And man, I hope he was wearing a diaper because he looked like he just shit himself when he saw me. And he kind of takes a couple steps back and he says, are, are we going to have a problem? You know, is this, are we going to have a thing? And I'm like, I'll tell you what, go to the bar, give me a jack and diet, no fruit, and we'll say we're even. He puts his drink down, walks right over to the bar, comes back with a jack and a diet, jack and diet, no fruit. And that was it. We made up ever since, and then we just kind of caught up and we laughed about the scenario ever since. So um, that's my uh, that's my junior year right there. So you can see the ups and downs and the craziness that had occurred. And uh, glad to say that we got past, or at least I got past. He didn't really have anything to get past, but I got past that whole junior year incident because I was heard about it for a long time. So, all right, guys, before the 35-minute mark, I'm proud of myself. I thought it was going to be about 45, 50 minutes, but I'm proud to say i did it quicker thank you so much for listening um as a side note uh some of you guys are killing me because uh you're listening to later podcasts and not the earlier ones and i'm trying to tell everybody that everything is connected in sequence unless i'm crazy and nothing's connected at all but i'm pretty sure i'm going on a timeline um so for example sophomore year it says i have you know this many reviews and then freshman year it says i have like one less view on it or play or whatever so it's like um, so if you guys hear this, uh, even though this one was a pretty good one in my opinion, uh, try to go back and start from the beginning because when you guys get to the end, you might be a little bit confused, and I don't want that to happen. So, all right, I'm done rambling, 35 minutes. Thank you guys so much for your time. Enjoy your day and be safe.